isolated. So I want to ask, how important is it for a mom to have fellowship with other moms? I think so much. And really, that's the reason why ABQ Mom exists. So a little story. Uh, when I was a brand new mom, we didn't we didn't live here. We moved here when my boys were young. But when I was a brand new mom, um, I just had trouble getting out of the house. We my husband was working a lot, and um, he's a pastor. He is a pastor. He was he was a youth pastor. So he really... works forty hour days, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> he was working so much, and he was in seminary both. And so I was just very very lonely, and um, just really struggled during those baby years with my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of one of the reasons why ABQ Mom started uh, when I. We moved here. My kids got a little older. I had this background in writing, and I was like, I think we can uh, we can create something that helps moms to connect with each other because I never wanted anybody else to feel that way. And I know that that's really, really common. You get so busy with your kids. You get so busy with their lives, and you get so busy with work or whatever else is going on, and we really need each other. We were not meant, we were not created to live alone in isolation. And, and and that isolation thing is really what I was focusing on because a lot of people don't think they're isolated because they're so busy with all mm-hmm. these people, but they really are. But life is a lot more than tasks, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Life is a lot more than tasks. That's going to be on the website. <laughs> Tagline. <laughs> I love she's, it. She's good with these taglines. I, well, I, and I especially think that since the pandemic, the isolation has been magnified so much more. Sure. We got more accustomed to being isolated and it became the norm. And then when you're experiencing these challenges, whether it's sleepless nights, potty training, or bigger problems as your kids get older, if you aren't surrounded by a community of people who are experiencing the same things, you feel like you're the only person and then you start to internalize and think maybe, well, I'm a bad mom or I'm not doing this right or I'm not living up to these expectations. And that's when having those people around you to support you so you don't feel so lonely or start to go into yourself and think I'm a bad mom or whatever. So you all talk about some hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about what a woman perceives of the way she looks after she has a baby. While she's pregnant, you talk about uh, – I've seen some of the topics that, that you've covered. But I want to I start a little lighter with Becca. What's maybe your favorite topic that you've covered in the last six months on the podcast? And again, this is NM MomCast. Yes, so New Mexico MomCast or New NM MomCast um, on Instagram and on the socials. And Vanessa and I, I just love that we've made this such a casual conversational podcast together and that we kind of talk about the things that are on our minds. I'm like, you know what? I really want to hear a podcast about this or this is really bothering me. So I would say my favorite topic was something that was really on my mind. And we, we talked about early on in this in last season, the um, mental load of motherhood. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's become a little bit more of a buzzword, but I, unless you've kind of dove into it, you don't understand. And the mental load is the cognitive labor that moms carry on a day-to-day basis that isn't seen or necessarily recognized. So me sitting here, and I'm also thinking like, oh, I need to get my kids in for their um, well-child checkup and so that they do their sports physicals for the summer. Or um, did the dog get let out? Or do I need, um, what's defrosted for dinner? Or do I need to pick up toothpaste? Does my husband need deodorant? Like there's so many things that are constantly kind of on repeat in your head on top of the the physical tasks that we're doing, picking the kids up, doing the laundry. Um, 
And that's not even scratching the surface of moms that are working outside the home and carrying a, a career and a workload as well. Like the, the list could just go, it goes indefinitely. So I think I was really passionate about that because it's something that it isn't really well defined necessarily in our society. Is a lot of that organizational skills, time management, or do you have to is some of this mental health exercise? I mean, I noticed on your bio, you do you both do a lot of exercise. You're both trying to do things to keep yourselves healthy. Uh, I mean, I guess. Well, I would say it's mental. I, I would say more just juggling, <laughs> you know, like right. circus circus performance. What do you think, Vanessa? Well, I think that mental load, it's something that our, our society, for whatever reason, in our family structures has subconsciously i think placed on mothers that we we are the the primary you know caretakers and and managers of our families and homes and so, so and i think it just fall these things just fall on us and in our minds kind of race about it so i don't know that it's necessarily like a mental health issue or even an organizational issue as much as it is wait a minute like aren't there two parents here? And, mm-hmm. um, and, and like just making sure that like everyone is, is engaged in the process and there's just not like one person who's carrying, um, carrying the whole load of the family. Our audience is going to appreciate if at any time in this broadcast, you want to call out the partner in your equations, the husbands, uh, the dads, I know not everybody's married. There's some superhero single moms, and I guess sing- superhero single dads too. For sure. But I want to know at any time you can call out, "Hey, look, dads, your your expectations for your wife may just be out of balance. You need to help here." Our audience is going to appreciate that if you do that. Well, and I think a lot of times it's we've become accustomed to these. These are these are traditional yes. roles we were raised. Probably our maybe in some instances our parents doing those things and just assumed like. My kid has a birthday party next week. It's assumed I'm going to be the one that's going to pick up the present because I just think of that and that's what I've done in the past. But communicating and not going, hey, what can I do to help? But, hey, this is coming up. Let me think ahead. How can I help? How can I alleviate? Rather than just asking for asking for me to create a list for you as the, as a heart partner, as a, as a husband, but actually thinking like, hey, ha- go above and beyond that. How can I help and how can I assist yeah. in taking away some of that mental load? And there. just and just making sure that we stop assuming, right? And, and a really positive trajectory I think I see in younger dads is that they've been part of these conversations mm-hmm. and, and, okay. and there's a trend, I think, for for dads being more like engaged in these types of things and not letting, uh, you know, a cycle perpetuate that's not healthy. Well, and even what you said to us before we got on here is that you you have five children and you've changed so many diapers and there's so many yes. other relationships where it's just traditional. Well, hand it over to the mom. The mom takes care and of it. By the way, the... I know some men that have never changed diapers. Sure. And, and let me just say, as George shame, W. Shame. Bush would say, that is ridiculified. <laughs> there is no way that you should be a dad and not be changing diapers. And I'll be happy to do a clinic if you'd like. I mean, come on, guys. You got to get out there and help a little bit, right? I love it. And you got to get up at night and you got to feed the babies once in a while. Mama has to sleep. I mean, there's just stuff, right? It's a teamwork. And that's looking at it from that perspective rather than like the mom manages the house because, you know, today there's very few instances where the mom 
strictly just stays home and manages the house. There's so many other things going on. And so kind of divvying up that mental load in that way. Okay, I'm going to ask a general question, but you're going to have all kinds of specific things you think about, Vanessa. Okay. When I ask it, what changes happen to a woman? A woman, it could be her body, it could be her time management, whatever. What changes happen to a woman when they have a baby that they might be? I said I put afraid, but maybe they're terrified of it. Okay. I think I think it has to do with being responsible for another human. Like that's a lot of that's responsibility. Lot. And I think so many of us unfortunately come from backgrounds where maybe that weren't the most healthy. And so if we're taking our our parenting journey seriously, we don't want to perpetuate those um, negative cycles. And so it is, it's, it's weighty and it's a heavy responsibility. And I think it's a great thing that we take it seriously, but I also think it's a great thing that we put it in perspective. Like we're not the saviors of the universe here. Mm. Like our kids have another savior, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And, but we want to do our best, um, to, to put them on a, on a great path for life. And so, yeah, that's, that's weighty and that's heavy. And how would the woman in your community, I want to remind our listeners, um, we're talking with Vanessa Bush and Becca Lusco-Toops. Uh, abqmom.com is an amazing website. Uh, Becca hosts their podcast, which is NM Momcast. And you can get that on any popular platform mm -hmm. uh, that you want. You can also access it through the website. Uh, ABQ moms because I watched a couple of the uh, of the of the deals. So um, yeah, I guess I, I guess Vanessa, I'm I really appreciate what you're saying about being responsible for another human being. But I also want to go back to what you talked about other uh, it, when we started, and that is the community you're building. Yes, so important for women to do this in community with each other. Sure, I think about sometimes hundreds of years ago, and really for all of human history. Most families lived within the system of their families, right? You lived right next door or maybe even in the same home as your mother and grandmother and aunts. Like everybody was right there together. And you had people that had been down that motherhood journey anymore. And we just don't live in that kind of society anymore. We are moving all over the place. We, um, for whatever reason, might not have tight relationships with our family. So it's just a different society that we live in. So we have to intentionally create those motherhood connections. Would you like to have, um, Becca, would you like to have a woman considering being a mom or maybe she's pregnant? Would you like to have her involved even though she's not a mom yet? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's really important to have moms that are like, the, whose children have already left the nest or moms who are just kind of coming up so that, you know, we can kind of bring into the fold and learn. And that that's how you kind of figure out what your parenting style is going to be. Not only, you know, the um, the family that you came from, you take those traditions, but also from other people like Vanessa. And like, we'll talk and she'll say something. She's like, I do this for Christmas and we do this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's wonderful. I love that idea. I'm going to take that and adopt that and bring that into my family. Mm -hmm. And I think when you surround yourself with in different like stages of the parenting journey, it gives such good perspective too. Absolutely. You know? Would you say that your community is for each other? Do you have women that are for the other women in oh, your group? I think so. That that seems to me to be what I thought the church was, but so many times I see this almost like infighting. I know this and you know this, Becca. 
women's sports, especially in in girls in middle school, mm-hmm. they are so mean to each other. It's dangerous. It's crazy. And and <laughs> I, in fact, I'm hoping you do a podcast on, you know, how to handle this stuff with kids and Been all that. We, did, we that? did a kid sport episode okay. and we may do a part two because we had so much. That would probably be my second favorite because I was so passionate about it. Yeah. Well, but sports. that's so important because yeah. parents freak out. Oh, you're being mean to my little girl. I thought you were going to be your best friend. That yeah. kind of stuff, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the goal. I think the goal is for us to be for each other, for our community, for connection. Um, you know, there people are fallible, and they're always going to bring their stuff into into situations. But the goal is really to just like find those mom friends, connect with each other, recognize you're not alone, you're not doing a bad job. You you have people who are in the same situation as you. Yep. So if you were raised in a situation where maybe you didn't have the best role models from your parents, can you get those role models and learn a lot through the community you're building, Vanessa? I think so. I think um, so. a lot of our in-person stuff is more like connecting with moms in the same, mm-hmm. you know, uh, life stage that you're in whether it's a toddler play group or whatnot but definitely through our content the podcast and and the written articles um that that type of information is is definitely available i love it we're we're today with vanessa bush and becca lusco toops uh they're with abqmom.com great website you should even look at it while you're listening to the radio right now because there's just so much uh to find there and then the podcast how often is that broadcast so we're we're in our second season right now, okay. and we're about every every week to every other week is when we have new content coming out. But you so. have a really neat archive, yeah, of a some, lot of shows, some really good stuff. So, and Vanessa and I both host the podcast. We kind of take turns interviewing mm-hmm. different people, which is really fun. Um, and then sometimes it's just her and I talking about things that are kind of really on our heart and our mind, or just bugging us that week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to take a quick break, say thanks to our sponsors. Uh, by the way, I'm happy for you to shout out to your sponsors as well uh, when we come back, because I know you have a lot of them. Got lots. Uh, because I just appreciate that people contribute to community uh, mm-hmm. by supporting things like that. We'll be back on ABQ Connect. Stay with us. We are talking about mom today on ABQ Connect with Vanessa Bush and Becca Lusco Toops. I, I have, there's a funny thing. I don't know if I like, I call it clean comedy. I mean, it's not perfect con- comedy, but I like uh, like Jim Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. And anytime he's starting a show, he'll say something like, oh, it's really great to be here. I have three wonderful children. And everybody claps. Yay. And then he goes, and one other. <laughs> and so when I talk about my five kids, I say, I have four really great children and one other. And then they don't know which is the other, right? <laughs> it depends on the week. Keep them on their toes. I love that. Well, hey, Vanessa uh, is a founder and owner of abqmom.com. And Becca Lusco Toops is hosting the podcast along with Vanessa and a lot of other people on your team. Um, so here's a question. I, I wonder in general if moms realize their importance, and I put here to their families, to our city, to our state, to to our country. I mean, I know that sounds maybe it's overreaching, but it's a lot. No, I think I think that's definitely not overreaching. I think it's it's valid. Um, and the the thing that I would always say is like, have a mom go on vacation for a week. 
and see how things go. <laughs> and then you'll very quickly recognize that's when I get the text and it's like, you do so much. I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe all that you do with the driving, the packing lunches and the doing the things and juggling everything. And so I think, I do mean, do you play that message subliminally? Uh, <laughs> I should probably print it and screenshot some of those text messages. Just tape it up on the you know, just, just an FYI. No. And, and I always say being a mom and, and this isn't, to ask for accolades, but being a mom is thankless. You're not, you don't become a mother because you want to be recognized and you want your child to tell you how great you are all the time, though. Don't get me wrong. It's nice every once in a while, but it is, it's thankless. And so to have what you're, you're doing recognized and acknowledged really does mean a lot. And it doesn't have to be all the time, but to have to be seen in that way for like, you know, the mom getting up in the middle of the night, feeding the baby or with the kid that's throwing up or anything along those lines. That's where I think moms also shine too. Yeah. Are there, I guess we kind of have a competitive nature, many people. No. You're talking about, gee, my kid's playing on the little league soccer team and she runs a little faster than the other girls and I'm kind of proud of her. Is that wrong to think about that kind of stuff? I mean, you were talking to a very competitive person over here. So I would say it's not wrong. You've got two firstborns in your studio. <laughs> well, everything is a competition. <laughs> I love it. Well, but, you know, I, I mean, we could have the discussion about participation trophies and we could have discuss- – and I, I actually love participation trophies for four-year-olds and five-year-olds. Yeah. But to be truthful, I – and I'm not no perfect dad. My kids are all grown up. But at some point, I – wanted to instill excellence and you don't deserve this in this competition unless you've put in the time and you've put in the work and they begin I'll give you one example so my oldest daughter was in and I've had him on the show a few times there's a beautiful ballet presentation of the birth of Christ called Christmas Joy and they have very young people boys and girls, five years old and up that are in this ballet. And this ballet is no, it, it is a very professional, very beautiful presentation. And it is amazing. But no one really understands how hard these kids rehearse and work and strive for excellence. It was singularly the most amazing thing for my daughter than I could have ever imagined. Because hmm. she wanted to be part of that show and mm-hmm. and you know all of it it was fun it was hard it was all of those things um is that too much pressure putting too much pressure on kids doing that kind of thing i think different kids have different personalities mm-hmm. and so they're going to care about different things right yeah. and certainly there's no nothing wrong with pushing the kids towards excellence and something that they love but I think it's when it when it gets hard is when they love something that we don't. I mean, there's competitive video gaming now, and that's not my jam. And I'm real glad that none of my kids are into that. But if they were, like, am I going to cheer them on from the sidelines if that's their thing, right? Yeah. And I think that's what we have to think through is, like, how are, how are they becoming an individual? And maybe they don't have that competitive spirit, but they're really great at something creative and they are a beautiful artist another way or a a creative writer or whatever is their thing like how are we um i don't know supporting that in them so i think it's just bigger do you want a mom that's listening now that has not to this point had an opportunity to talk with someone like you two to participate in your podcast and be take advantage of the resources so she can ask those kind of questions 
Sure. Yeah. We well, what we really want is to is for all of the moms in Albuquerque and the surrounding areas to feel represented and to feel like that that this belongs to them in a certain way and that it's helpful for them. We provide lots of resources, lots of community resources, lots of connection with businesses, lots of opportunities to connect with other moms. And so, yes, in what if you find a, like a way that it's not beneficial for for uh, you as a mom, we would love to know for sure. But well, I think and, there and is talk about some everybody. of those resources. You yeah. help moms find pediatricians. Yes. You help them find an eye doctor. You, I mean, you summer have camps. all those resources. The, oh, my goodness. The, yeah, the summer camps guide is a big one that's coming out in a week or two. Um, all of the summer camps. And, you know, you remember a long time ago, we used to be able to get out a phone book and look uh-huh. up a business yeah, the and they would pages. all be right there together. Uh-huh. That's really hard to do. So we have a team that's that's creating all of these resources and putting all the summer camps in one spot for you to find. Um and then, yeah, we so we have so many different resources. We just published a, a, something I'm really proud of. It's a guide to heart health. February is Heart Health Month, mm-hmm. and um, it's all different places to uh, work out. Smoking cessation help. Um, there's a lot of gyms with child care. Gyms with yeah. child care. A guide that's to that. The big, that's yeah. the big thing. Well, what How about I, churches with child care? <laughs> I hope most churches have do that. Do they? Right? I, I mean, I don't know if they do. <laughs> I hope so. We did. Uh, I'm trying to think. We have a guide to VBS. We do have that for churches. So if, yeah. if you have a. What I love about what, what Vanessa has created and what ABQ Mom is, is let's say you're new to the city and you really don't know anyone, but you're like, I need to find a pediatrician, but I don't have a mom friend to ask. Cause, uh, rather than looking you know, through the yellow pages or Googling something, I'd rather ask a mom and be like, hey, who do you take your kids to? Who do you mm-hmm. see? What do you think? And that's what the beauty of ABQ Mom is, is a community of moms online that are sharing their recommendations, their resources, their experiences um, throughout the city because Albuquerque is unique and so different. And there's so many great things that you would never even think of. Like, for instance, one of my favorite thing is how to bike to the balloon fiesta with your kids. And it's like an insider's guide to how to get there, what to do, you know, how to put your kid on the backpack, where to park, you know, all the inside tips that you would only get if you had a one-on-one conversation with a mom, but it's there for everyone. What a blast that would be. Yeah. So fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. Just anything like anything you could imagine. And it's pretty much there. So it's kind of become the go-to resource for moms, um, from other moms. What about, what about younger women that are, they want to be moms, they want to be married, but they have questions about that. They might even be in high school. Would you welcome their participation as well? My favorite story about that is an intern that we had. She was helping us produce the podcast during the first season. Becca, you tell her. Oh, she's a sweetheart. And she was in high school and she was one of our interns helping us do the production. And she messaged me on Instagram and said, hey, I was looking for what to do in Albuquerque this weekend. And I came on a great article on ABQ Mom and I read it and I just miss you mom so much. And she's, you know not even out of high school, but still connected to the website and the content and the things we were talking about. Well, and she was there throughout our first season of recording and helping us kind of get off the ground with all the technology. And, and she would say things like, I'm learning so much. I, I can't wait to be a mom. And and here, Becca and I, we're like, we're not sure if we're saying anything good. Like, this is brand new. <laughs> and she was like our biggest cheerleader. And it was just so precious. So well, I mean, I, 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 I hear you saying things like you don't know if you're sharing anything good, but you've both 
been moms. You've been through it. You've got a lot of hard questions that you've answered about your own families. And I might focus on what, what's something you didn't know that you know now that you're excited to share with other moms? 100% of everything. <laughs> no, I think um, I, I don't think I think I felt like I had more control over my kids. Well, you guys have on the sheet here, well, your website talks about preteens, but uh-huh. now they're teens. Uh-huh. So let's talk about hormones for a minute. Oh, man. I mean, to me as a dad, that was terrifying for my kids to start being interested in dating and all of those kinds of things. Do you guys talk about that kind of thing? We yes. do. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. And to your question earlier that goes into this, I would say that not to sweat the small stuff. And I didn't realize that as a new mom and, you know, what my kids wearing, if their their shirt and their pants match isn't as big of a deal, like pick your battles, sort of an attitude, <laughs> like not everything has to be a battle. There's a bigger war waging here, like with when they get to te- to be teens and, you know, with who they're going to date and what they're going to do and how honest they are and the choices that they're making, you know, as you yeah. are a parent who's seen their children um, all the way up and out, that those are the really the important things. And the little things aren't did your, as important. Did your parents you get... participate in the dating thing? Did my parents? Yes. They did, yeah. So. Okay. Positively, um, <laughs> I guess I should say. <laughs> well, so my husband and I actually started dating when we were 15, and we have a 15-year-old now. High school I, sweetheart. Uh, yeah, well, Sort of. We broke up for six years and then got back, did our things and got back together. But we have a 15 year old now. And I called my mom and I was like, I am so sorry. I'm so (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Every day. I mean, I I just try to really have open conversations and control my response because my response when they tell me something, whether big or small, is going to determine if they're going to continue to open and talk to me. And it's so easy to be like, no, don't do that. I'll be like, oh, okay, so why do you think? And just asking questions from them rather than responding and trying to tell them instantly what to do. And they feel more open, you know, than the car ride home from something. Then they feel like they can open up about something else their friend did. Or, you know, I want my kids to be able to tell me like, hey, there were kids doing this and, you know, this is this. And I'd be like, oh, well, how did you handle that? Instead of freaking out and being like, you can't ever hang out with those kids anymore. (laughs) Right. Because then they're just going to keep those secrets next time. Well, and I think it has to go along with discipline too like I don't ever like kids are gonna mess up they're gonna mess up I messed up I'm guessing you messed up and they are gonna mess up too and I don't ever want to label them by the things that they've done wrong like obviously there are consequences and it's there there are gonna be hard things that come of this bad choice but that's not who you are forever right Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that that I really hold on to I love that. Uh, this afternoon, we're talking about moms, and we're with Vanessa Bush and Becca Lesko Toops. Uh, the website uh, is called abqmom.com. It's Albuquerque Moms, and it's a full resource website, all kinds of things for moms to find. You can find your pediatrician. You can find out uh, how to plan date nights. You can, what are, all kinds of different so resources. And they also have uh, a podcast, which is NM. Um, why did I forget? NM Mom Cast, 
and you can go on your favorite podcast, enter in NM Momcast, which I did. Now, I do want to tell everybody there's a little confusion because I inadvertently put in ABQ Momcast. It didn't come up immediately, so put in NM Momcast, but the website is Albuquerque Moms, ABQ Moms, ABQ Mom, ABQMom.com. So, yeah, I mean, tons of resources. we got another half an hour with Vanessa and Becca, so I hope you'll stay with us. We'll be right back. Okay, you guys are both going to be on the spot with this question. Uh, we are with Vanessa Bush and Becca Lusco-Toops. They're part of the abqmom.com uh, website, Albuquerque Moms. They have a, an, an amazing podcast as well. I want to – this is the question. Do you think, do you believe that New Mexico is an excellent place to raise children? A resounding yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And now you know you're not going to be without your critics on that one. Oh, no. Oh, well. I mean, I, what we've and and I would also refer back. We have a podcast on this. We have a lot of thoughts, so we're gonna Our very we're gonna first go for episode it. is yeah. about this topic. I, I think anywhere you live, you can find negatives. There's going to be challenges, but there's so many positives here. And we're both clearly raising our children here and live here. I've lived lots of other places and returned back to New Mexico, so I feel strongly. I could just rattle off a couple things. Um, the lack of traffic and the quality of life that that allows the amount of outdoor activities that are just within a stone's reach. Like I lived in Colorado and to get truly to like an outdoor hiking, you'd sit in traffic sometimes for an hour and a half. That's half the day. There's so many wonderful opportunities. And then the weather along with that saved today, clearly. <laughs> not, not, not today. Well, so I'm a wimp. I played basketball. So I believe that real sports are played in a gym. <laughs> no wind, no rain, you know. Uh, but I, I really do actually enjoy hiking. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of funny because this past weekend we were in San Diego visiting. And we so we were on Ocean Beach. And, of course, there's always wind coming in off the beach. But if you're in New Mexico and that same wind, everybody's complaining about yeah. it. Well, when you're in San Diego, they're not complaining about it. It's just weird. It's a weird perspective. Here, here's something that I do on this show. I have a lot of people call and they want to be on the show. And what they want to do is they want to come on the show and they want to complain about something in New Mexico. What I appreciate about you guys and, and what I tell all, all the people, I said, look, if you disagree with a politician, I don't have any problem with you telling me you disagree. But you can't come on this show unless you have an alternative solution. Unless you want to present something that you would recommend. Now, that doesn't have to be right either. Just tell us what you think. But don't come on and complain. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear ideas. I I don't believe I'm so fed up with the political separations in this country. Let's get together. Let's work together. And uh, just by going through some of your podcasts and looking at your website, that's really what you're teaching kids, too, is how to be together, be part of the community. For sure. Well, and and what we tell our kids, and I might have somewhat of a different perspective here because my husband and I actually moved here uh, almost 15 years ago to start a church. We are church planters. And so I think that I was called here, that I'm. this is where I'm supposed to be. And that means our kids were called here too. And so this is where God has put us. And so this is where we're going to live intentionally and really put down our roots before all the way in, both feet in, fully into our community, really getting to know people. And if we see the issues, we're part of the solutions. And and I think, our, and I see that now that our kids are a little older, they're asking themselves, how can I be part of the solutions to the, the bad news problems that I see? 
I love that. And, you know, Becca, you're absolutely right. I mean, the activities that you can do within 10 minutes of Albuquerque mm-hmm. are just amazing. I mean, even going up to the foothills, uh, I, I've been out on the west side in Corrales for many years, mm-hmm. but I can get to the foothills in 15 minutes and the hiking is just unbelievable and mm-hmm. the views and you know the temperature i mean what was it 70 degrees yesterday here in, in albuquerque i could write a whole book just about the sunsets like oh my oh, the yeah. big skies the lack of pollution there's so many great things and yes you can focus on the negative or you can like be like these things are all great and then let's work on fixing these other things and and and, and be the solution and, rather than and don't pretend that other areas of the country don't have their issues <laughs> right yeah like we've lived other places and and we know i think sometimes what happens is those issues are a little more socially acceptable like they're white collar crime or they're Mm. like intense social pressure or Mm. materialism so they're like more socially acceptable than maybe some of the problems that we see here but they're they're problems so what 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 are you two working on right now that our listeners here on the radio are going to be anxious to listen up on your podcast for well, I'm really excited with March right on the um, horizon. We are doing a mental health focus, um, and we're going to be talking with various mental health professionals, counselors, things like that, discussing like marriage counseling, um, pre- and postnatal counseling, um, counseling for your kids, things like that, and just really focusing in on and getting some tips from some experts. Yes. Yeah. Mental health March. You know, I've, I, I, and I'm going to give you some names when we're off the air, but I've had some really amazing things with uh, interviews with a ministry called Mercy Multiplied here. Uh, they do a lot of mental health things. Um, people that are involved with survivors of suicide and talking mm. about, you know, they've lost children, unfortunately, sure. to suicide. I mean, these are things that are real life. Yes. But I don't know any pulpits that are really talking about those things. And so... I'm so blessed that you guys are doing the things that you're doing. Thank you. I, and and it's it's not always easy, right? It's not always easy, but I think it's always good mm-hmm. to, when we talk about the hard things and don't pretend like they don't exist. That hasn't gone well for people. So historically, historically, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're happy to I think talk about the hard things of life and and not sugarcoat. Mm-hmm. sugarcoat things well and i think also just the the stigma around mental health and ha, has been removed um and even more so in the church i think mm-hmm. is is an area um and talking about like hey getting help and i think it's really important like specifically with with relationship count relationship counseling not waiting till things are on fire like you take your car in to get your oil changed pretty frequently hey let's let's talk about doing that with our relationships we'll with the people up. that we love and just like, how are you doing how are we communicating how am i making you feel and having that kind of accountability and that openness rather than waiting till like we're about to kill each other let's let's see if we can find a counselor and that's usually the way it goes because people don't want to be that couple that's in counseling or that person that's getting mental health counseling so i'm embarrassed to share this um only because I, I just don't know what I was thinking. So I'm, I was married for 26 years, unfortunately ended in divorce. And when I look back, I, I can always just point the fingers at myself. I mean, my wife has her things, but I'm responsible for me. So I can look back and I can tell out, I don't remember dating my wife after we had our first five children. We were always together. We were always together as a family. I wasn't, you know, banning my family to go 
And I'm not criticizing hunters or whatever, but you kind of need to make your family a priority, especially if you've been gone all week. So, guys, I'm challenging you a little bit. That's all, that's all I'm going to call it. Is it? Yeah. I mean, they just need to, I mean, come on. And you, especially when we're talking about wasp pudding, right? But I'm embarrassed to say I didn't think about that date night. I kind of was planning all of us to go out or do that. And that's not what moms need, is it? Mm-mm, no, that's no, not all. I mean, that investment and, and thinking about giving a mom a break um, when they've been also working all week and, you know, six hours on the golf course or whatever that looks like. But I'm, I'm glad you said that. I actually um, I have a blended family. My first marriage also ended in divorce. And that's something that sometimes is, is taboo and isn't talked about very frequently or very openly one because people are embarrassed or, you know, and as your kids get older, it involves them and, and their life as well. But I always like to say, you always know what's going on after that postmortem, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can look back like, yeah. well, this didn't go so well. And, and I am, um, remarried and by the grace of God, like we've blended our families and it certainly hasn't been easy. Um, when you start one marriage is hard and then you have, um, exes and steps and this, and, you know, things start to get exponentially more challenging in that way. And having, support around you for those kinds of things, whether it's your your tribe and your people through your community, also professionals. I, I talk to counselors. We have family counselors to kind of work through difficult things that come up so we can make um, better choices for the future and set our children up for success. Do you have well. some of them as guests on your show? Do you talk to people about this kind of thing? I love uh-huh. that. It's, it's all in the works. It's, it's coming. <laughs> it's, it's coming, coming we've, soon. We've got a really yeah. good... Um, uh, season coming ahead of us too is some great things. Well, and I just think I just think Beck and I being open about these kind of things. Like I've been very open. My husband and I um, often see a psychologist together, and it's not necessarily marriage counseling as it is like we're counseling together and headed in the same direction. Um, and and we go to him for checkups pretty often. And I think just us being open about that and like this is normal life. This is what we do, and this is how we stay healthy. Is is super helpful and what people need to hear. So what I just heard, maybe this isn't what you meant, but this is what I heard. You know, all of us are figuring out, well, we got to go to the gym or we need to pray or we need to study the Bible. But when it comes to our relationships, we don't exercise the way you just described. Uh-huh. We're, we're pretty intentional about it. My mm-hmm. husband and I, um, and I think that has something to do with what we've been talking about here, how we've always had, um, couples in our lives that are a little bit further along the journey. And we have been intentional even when we were very young to be like, what are you doing? Like, how do you, what did you do with your kids? Why are your kids great? And, and like really sitting down with them and figuring that out. And then why, how are you keeping your marriage strong? So us like watching these people further down the line from us and being like, that was so fast. And now they don't have any kids living at home. And we don't want that to that time to come and us not know each other. And and we just feel the responsibility to to keep our marriage strong too because we have um you know a church that we're leading and and mm-hmm. so that's like another facet of that. But yes, I think it it's intentional and it's work and it's and it's good. And but it's not it's not laborious. I get the look on your face yeah, that it's not no. like oh this is tiring me out so much. <laughs> this is this is just it, I mean, exercise. I, I think about Hebrews twelve eleven. It says, "Discipline is never pleasant, but it yields for those who train by it 
the peaceful fruit of righteousness. It gives you back more than you invest. I think so. But yeah. I don't think it's terrible. It's good. I like I, who had fun. Who has fun running twenty six miles? Okay, I know there's crazy people out there Not that me. have fun. But <laughs> I, I can tell you that I know the exhilaration of, of those races and finishing and everything else. Not because I've ever done it, but because I know a lot of people who have. But the discipline is actually a positive experience. It's a it good is. thing. It is. And I think you see the, you can see the fruit from it immediately. Okay. Well, and to go with what you're saying, the first time you go to the gym, if you haven't been for a long time, is terrible. Oh, but when you oh, start so going, bad. you know, you've been going for six months or you've gone for a month and a half, you start to feel better about it and kind of miss that. And to kind of go back into the mental health and the counseling and marriage counseling, my husband and I go for those checkups. And it, the first one is not fun because you're like, oh, we got to get all this stuff out and talk. But once you start going, you're like, oh, we are communicating on a better level. Oh, he understands me because we had this, um, this kind of neutral voice that kind of articulated what I was saying back to him in a less emotional way. And now we're doing better. I love that. I love that. Hey, we got to take our last break. We'll be back uh, on ABQ Connect with Vanessa Bush and Becca Lusco too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We have a lot of moms listening to ABQ Connect. Uh, in fact, I've looked at some of the demographics and we have anywhere between 40 and 45,000 women listening at any one time. So I think a lot of those might be moms. Moms rule the world. There you go. Hi, ladies. And by the way, I, I just watched uh, uh, my big fat Greek wedding. And so the little thing where they say, uh, yeah, it may be true that the man is the head but the woman is the neck and she can turn that head any way she wants. That is probably needs to be in the Bible. <laughs> I, mean, I, I might've thought it was. Ah, that's <laughs> Wouldn't right. I just said that? <laughs> well, and, and, and I hope that the people listening are very thankful and are going to go out of their way to say, thanks, mom. Thanks to my wife for being a great mom. All of those things go into it. But I really want to. I really want to ask you about the most fun thing that you've done on the podcast to date, uh, and maybe there's a lot because I think a lot of this is really fun. We got a lot of words, and so yeah, it is fun just chit chatting. But we, we have a good time, and I feel like, like I said before, we speak about the things that are important to us or our mom friends or come up in our conversation. I'm like, oh, that'd make a really good podcast. Let's put that in there. So I would say the the most fun episodes that we did, I think, were our holiday traditions mm -hmm. where we had a lot of our, our ABQ mom contributors send in their different holiday traditions. Vanessa and I talked about our different things. She's a big Thanksgiving person. She does a huge Thanksgiving. Like they have tons of friends come over. They play football. She makes a big brunch and they do this whole situation where it's the like, turkey bowl is a big Thing. Yeah. The turkey bowl. Yes, isn't that great? Yeah, we're. I'm. I'm. I'm Team Christmas, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I used to take my two youngest, uh, which are both girls, and they can throw a football with any boy. Love it. That's right. And one of the things I like about my daughters, and this is how we raised them, um, if I were to say something condescending like, "You throw a football like a girl," my daughters would respond. Oh, sorry, Dad. I won't throw it so hard next time. <laughs> that's, that's good. I hope none of my brothers are listening, but I can throw better than any of them. Oh, so. yeah. There you go. <laughs> you can quote me. I love it. I love it. Well, and, and you know, gosh, I, there, there's some things happening in women's sports like Caitlin Clark. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what, that lady can shoot it as good, if not better, than anybody I've ever seen play basketball. I mean, this is not boy-girl thing. This is pure shooter. 
she can really let it go. Mm-hmm. It's yes. amazing. And I think that's changing perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, so long the WNBA was struggling financially. I think now they're doing better with mm-hmm. the addition of a Caitlin Clark. It's going to yeah. be even that much better. I, I can't wait for the Olympics. Yes. I, lo- I, I love the gymnastics. You don't get to see gymnastics anymore except in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And the women are much f- more fun because they do really cool, scary stuff yeah. uh, that's off the chart. Uh, I also like the volleyball stuff, too. Yeah. I think the tides are definitely turning when it comes to women's sports and getting you know more attention and more recognition and kind of getting their own platforms as well. Um, I know your daughters have played volleyball. I coached volleyball. Mm-hmm. And I like to kind of – I liken – coaching to parenting and parenting to coaching because that's really what it is and encouraging and recognizing like hey you're doing this really great and you know with when i'm coaching youth sports and and teenagers there's a fine line with with um correcting them and encouraging them you know you really can't beat somebody up and you see those coaches that just kind of almost have a whip where they're just like yelling 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 and that's not effective you're not going to get the best results from from your team in that way and same thing with your children yeah, unfortunately, I did do some of that. Yeah, I mean, all the fails are, are just. Uh, and but you I fa- mean you're a human. Oh gosh, I, I wish I wasn't so human, frankly. Um, but so we talked about this in the, in the last segment, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Vanessa this again. Do you find talk, talking about topics some may find uncomfortable? Um, that almost become freeing when you have a guest on your show and you talk about it? Absolutely. I think um, there, there has been a season in our society where we didn't want to talk about the hard things and we just wanted to pretend like everything was great and rosy and obviously that that wasn't true to real life. And, and I think what we want is the goal is to help other moms feel seen and to feel like they're not alone. And so if we're not talking about real life stuff, we're never going to accomplish that goal, right? Well, and what you just said, and you just f- almost beat yourself up for something that you did wrong looking back at your parenting journey. And it's like, that's why this platform exists and is successful because we're just like, hey, I made this mistake. You can make this mistake too. And it's okay. Your kids are going to be all right. The fact that you're sitting here thinking about, oh, did I do this wrong? Are the kids going to be all right? means you're a good mom right it's the fact that you're questioning you yourself so and much. caring you know so you're a good dad and you can Don't change and up. you can grow okay i know there's maybe more than two but you have to give me two things the most important things you can think of now i know this may change tomorrow but today what are the two most essential things that men must do dads must do to be an essential part of the parenting equation Things that dads must do. I think one, just being present, right? Like, I mean, that's huge, is really being involved and being present and being that. um, Do you hear from women that their husbands are not present? I think there there has been some of that. Um, Yeah. And and I think we hear certainly from single parents who feel that way. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I just think kind of along the lines of what I was saying earlier, helping to carry that mental load with those those smaller things that help to maintain, you know, the household and the family um, and just kind of, and also recognizing, I think 
a little recognition goes a long way. And just the second I feel seen with the things that I'm doing, I feel encouraged and supported too. So I think those would be the two things for me today. Tomorrow <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have different feelings. You'll have a different feeling. <laughs> and I think the second one for me would just be to think about maybe what, what would you have needed uh, to hear from a father? Like, I approve of you. I love you. I'm here for you. I'm never going anywhere. Like, what what did you need to hear from that dad and kind of what makes you tear up because you didn't have it? Give that to your kid. I love that. Who are you inviting to be part of Albuquerque Mom and the New Mexico MomCast? By the way, when you put it into your podcast app, enter in New Mexico, Mexico Mom Cast. Yeah, we, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the major podcast platforms. But yeah, it is New Mexico typed out. Um, really, every mom is invited, and that which is why we have such a large contributor team. So the website is is meant to be more like a parenting magazine and resource, and we have a huge contributor team of about forty. Um, local moms. She could be your neighbor. She could be that girl you went to high school with. I've seen some of them are professionals. Some of them are stay-at-home moms. And and we're trying to recruit a diverse cross-section of women who really um, represent our city. So we hope that you will find someone that you jive with in that contributor team that that reminds me of you or reminds me reminds you of your cousin or whatever um, so that you feel seen and you feel like your perspective is represented. And if it's not, we do do um, a call for contributors every year. ABQmom.com, simple website, uh, but also New Mexico MomCast, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a podcast and a lot of archive stuff now, some cool stuff coming up on mental health in March. And uh, beyond that, I know you have a thousand ideas. Oh, yeah. All the time. (laughs) Always new things coming up um, as we're just kind of living our regular everyday mom lives as well. And when when do you sit back and go, well, we... If this becomes this conglomerate, this website is already pretty big. It's pretty big. I mean, from everybody that I see participating, do you add more people so you have a little more time, or how? What's that balance? We do have we do have a pretty large team. Yeah. So, so that that so that that doesn't happen. It doesn't I, all fall on one person. I love that so much. Vanessa Bush, Becca Lusco, Toops. Thank you all for joining us today on ABQ Connect. Thank you. And we'll have this up on the abqconnect.com website here uh, by tomorrow so you can listen to it again. Go to the website uh, abqmom.com or New Mexico Momcast and you can listen to more from these two ladies. Thank you. ABQ.